Welcome back to Open Your Hands, conversations on craft and vision in poetry. I'm your host, Zach Zaya. I'm continuing when I started uh, with the last episode um, from this month. I am reading my own poetry. Um, so last month, or last episode rather, um, I read one of my poems that was directly addressed to a young priest um, in a church in Duluth, um, inviting your own dialogue with the poem as well. Um, this time, I'm going to read a new poem um, that's actually in dialogue with that last poem. I, I just have, have written it in the last couple of weeks. Um, I thought it'd be it'd be good to share this poem um, because I think it's very much, like I said, in conversation with what I was talking about last week. Um, so as I mentioned in that podcast, um, sadly, um, my wife and I, um, we lost our, our beloved Dasha um, this past month and definitely been been grieving her. Um, and one of the ways that I've I've found helpful to, to process this grief is, is to write poetry. Um, so the poem that I've written um, is in, in some sense a prayer. Um, and it's actually um, referencing and alluding to, in I hope deep ways, uh, Psalm 139, which is one of my um, all-time favorite psalms. Um, before I, I jump into the text of my own poem, I just wanted to reference a couple of really key lines um, from the psalm that are, are pretty important to the poem itself. Um, and I'm opening up my copy of um, Robert Alter's magnificent translation of the psalms. Uh, it's a recent translation. If you have not read any of Robert Alter's work, he's he's translated uh, so much of the, the, the Torah um, in just magnificent ways. And this translation is really worth your time. You can hear me <laughs> flipping the pages right now. Um, so, you know, the, the Psalm 139, sort of this famous um, psalm of God's deep knowledge of human beings. Um, and the psalmist writes, um, at one point in the psalm, If I soar to the heavens, you are there. If I bed down in Sheol, there you are. That line is really important to my own poem, and I wanted to quote that first. Um, and then a line that really kind of helped helped ground me and center me at the start of my own poem. Um, this is, let's see, this is verse like 16 of the psalm. The psalmist says, My unformed shape your eyes did see, and in your book all was written down. So that that idea, you know, in that in that verse 16 of the psalm of God knowing everything, um, really resonated with me and actually allowed me to have some kind of consolation about uh, the death of, of our dog Dasha, which was sudden. We didn't see it coming um, and allowed me to kind of think about it, you know, in the sense of something that perhaps God knew. <laughs> um, um, and so my my poem kind of starts with that, with sort of questioning God uh, and, and sort of sadness, grief, some anger, um, and then it moves from there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that as an introduction and I'm going to get into the poem and I'll talk afterwards about the poem's craft and vision. So this poem is called Psalm 139 Remixed for Dasha 2012 to 2022. Every line written in your book, even the ones today, the gaps, I want to hear her pause, God. This grieving wasn't on any map I owned. I wanted her to see our baby, 
whose shape your eyes do see. And I wanted our baby to see her. How much joy she brought us. How she bounded when we opened the door. Gave her kisses to us. How she ran so wild and free to waiting arms. We were hers. She was ours. For a moment, a year, a decade. And yesterday, I held her for the last time. While the doctor gave the sedative, I watched her bright eyes cloud. Felt the heart beat slower and slower. Where did she go? I remember so much now, like the day before she died. Remember how she wasn't there at the door. How strange not to see her there, or on the stairs, by the table, or on the couch, or the chair. Finally found her in our bedroom, under our bed. There you are, breathed a sigh. There you are. And with the psalmist, I said the thing I wish I could say right now and have it be true. There you are by my side in the chair, on the stairs, by the bed. There you are, with your head by our sides, on the pillow as we wake. There you are, your breath quiet and your sigh we can still hear, though you're gone. There you are. We hold you there. There you are. When I was in graduate school uh, at Hamlin University, I had a terrific teacher, Jim Moore, a wonderful poet in his own right. Um, one of the things he said that's it's always stayed with me is that when an experience, an event um, is overwhelming to you as, as a poet, he said sometimes a strict, fixed, received form can actually help free up the material in that overwhelming experience or event. Um, and that was really, really helpful, that advice for me um, in trying to write about uh, the effects personally for me of the clergy abuse scandal in the Twin Cities. Um, I wrote some of those uh, poems. If you read my first book, St. Paul Lives Here, there's sonnets. Uh, it's like a sonnet sequence, uh, the Father X poems. And that, that really helped me just kind of like having only 14 lines to work with. And then giving myself the extra challenge of having them actually line up from end of line of one sonnet to the beginning of another. Um, and so that that kind of advice was in my in my mind and in my heart when I was thinking about this poem. Um, and at the, at the very same time I was, <clears throat> um, you know, grieving, I'd also been reading um, some poetry by George Herbert, um, you know, terrific 16th, 17th century poet. Um, and he has this poem, um, it's called Love, parentheses, the Roman numeral three. Um, and the form of it just really captivated me. It's it's, it's really kind of a, a simple, beautiful form. I'll just read uh, just a, a couple of sentences from it, or uh, lines from it. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin, 
But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. Now, I'm, I'm reading that not so much for the, the content of the words, which are beautiful, um, but for the, the rhythm of it, um, and just that idea of a, of a ten-syllable first line, a six-syllable uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, ten syllable, six syllable, five, five beat, three beat line back and forth. Um, and just uh, saying to myself, okay, I'm going to try that. I really, you know, admire that in the Herbert poem. It's a poem that that I that I kind of get on a soul deep level uh, the rhythm of it. And so I want to I want to try to uh, imitate that or match that in my own poem. And so that that really helped me. So you know, if you if you you look at the text of the poem which i will try to figure out a way to link up even though it's not published anywhere so be like a google doc or something figure it out um you can see um you know there are these uh six line stanzas where it starts with a five beat um line and then goes to a three beat and then five beat three beat five beat three beat and that to me helped just kind of organize the emotion which was pretty overwhelming for me at the outset um <clears throat> and then um I would say the kind of the the choice that I made as an artist that for me kind of grounded the poem um, was when I really found kind of a key moment or memory of Dasha. And, you know, if you're reading or rereading the poem, you can see, um, you know, the poem kind of takes a turn or a shift. I talked a lot. I've talked a lot about that in the show about, you know, sort of key shifts about uh, the fourth fourth stanza in right where I, I begin the stanza. I remember so much now, like the day before she died. And so, you know, as as the the rest of the poem goes on, it, it's it's remembering a moment. And this is a, again based in real life. Um, right before the day before she died, when I I came home and she always used to be there waiting, and I didn't see her at the door. You know, I didn't see her on the stairs by the table or on the couch or the chair, and she was actually hiding uh, in her bedroom under our bed, which is very strange. But I was really relieved because I, I was I was thinking something happened to her, you know, um, and so I said, "There you are." When I found her, um, you know, not really knowing at the time how much that that one phrase really, really rhymed with and resonated with, and you know, matched the the, the psalmist's words, um, and so that "There you are" um, really became kind of the grounding phrase for the whole rest of the poem, um, and to me that that one phrase. And the way I conclude the poem um, gave me the the real kind of the, the key insight that I that I have am still kind of sitting with and living with it um, from this poem, which is that I think of grief as a as a kind of you know holding of an absence, you know, like there's the wish for there you are, and instead of uh, you know kind of the presence, you hold the absence of the, the being that you wish was there. In this case, our dog Dasha. Um, and so I, you know, I'll just read the closing lines again so you can hear that with that insight in mind. There you are, and with the psalmist I said, the thing I wish I could say right now and have it be true. There you are, by my side in the chair, on the stairs, by the bed. There you are, with your head by our sides, on the pillow as we wake. There you are, your breath quiet and your sigh we can still hear though you're gone. There you are. We hold you there. There you are. So 
thank you for for humoring me these last two episodes as I as I you know take you kind of behind the stage uh, behind the scenes in my own uh, writing workshop. I hope it's been you know if you're a poet useful to you as a poet. Um, if you're a reader, a lover of poetry, in some way interesting to you um, as you read and and listen to poems that you love. Um, and I hope this honors you, Dasha, wherever you are out there in the universe, um, for your beautiful, loving self. Um, thanks so much for tuning in and look forward to, to being with you again. Peace. And thanks to my cousin, musician Dustin Coppertoons Jensen, who has generously allowed me to use his song, Speed of Understanding as introduction, interlude, and closing music to this episode. To find out more about Copper Tunes, go to soundcloud.com slash coppertunes.